Welcome to the CareerWise Nurse Podcast. This is your place if you are launching your career as a nurse or are preparing to launch. If you're growing into your role or growing into a new role, or if you're seeking to thrive or just need a little refresh in your work as a nurse or your life as a nurse. Living your best nursing life doesn't just happen. It takes energy and dedication. On this podcast, you will have the opportunity to learn, live, and love all the experiences of being a nurse. Nursing is truly an amazing journey. It's your amazing journey. It's your license. It's your career. It's your job. It's your reality. And it's your certification. It's all about you. You will get strategies and stories, inspiration, information on how to live your best life in this podcast. This is all about helping you stay fresh, energized, and making sure that you are your best self on the job. And when you're off the job, when you finish that day shift or that night shift, or your day is done. And this is about today, tomorrow, and your nursing future. So hang on. Thank you for being here with me on this amazing journey that we call nursing life. Welcome to a new episode of the CareerWise Nurse Podcast. I'm Natalie Dietry, your host, and I am joined today by Amanda. Amanda, please tell me how I say your last name. Gornieri. Gornieri. It looks easy to say on paper, but when I go to say it, <laughs> that's totally I have true. <laughs> to get help. So Amanda is the proud nurse doing resume RX. And she is the host of the Nurse Becoming podcast. She has many talents, and she is here today to share with us opportunities to learn about the interview in disguise. Every conversation may lead to new opportunities for nurses. Thank you, Amanda. And please tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, Natalie. Thank you so much for having me on your show. It's such a pleasure. Um, Like you said, my name is Amanda Gornieri. I'm a nurse practitioner and I'm the founder of the Resume RX and the host of the Nurse Becoming podcast. I've been working in this career space for nursing professionals for about four years now, which is very exciting. And uh, basically my platform has different sorts of educational content and resources to help nurses find, land, and love their dream jobs. So I'm really passionate about helping nurses figure out what they want to do, go out and secure those opportunities, be excellent interviewers, be master negotiators. And then on the other side of landing those opportunities, figure out how to integrate it into your well-balanced life. I think that that's really important. And we can't necessarily talk about career without also talking about how it integrates into our into our lives. So that is kind of who I am and what I do on the business side of things, which is really the persona that I'm bringing to you today. Uh, otherwise, I've been an NP since 2011. The majority of my experience has been in the field of emergency medicine. And I'm also a mom of 
three little girls. And uh, really, I came into the business world when I cut back my hours when I went from full-time to part-time after starting my family. So that really gave me the opportunity to explore other uh, other avenues and other opportunities to use my expertise. And so that brings us to today. So Amanda, what I love about your story is you entered into the profession in a traditional nursing role and you grew that, you built on your experience. And then, as you mentioned, you had you found ways to make your work as a nurse, work you loved and work that shines, fit into your life. This really is about having our professional lives work with our personal lives. Because we are, we have many roles, including our family roles, our household roles, our individual roles, the I am for all of us, what we are. And nursing is another one of those roles. And we have to make it all work to have the professional self-care, the balance in our lives, personal, professional, that allows us to accomplish all the things we set out to accomplish in our life. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't a linear path and it wasn't something that I realized right away. Uh, I, I definitely spent many years being focused on career first and really seeing that that was the only path to happiness. And if I if I succeeded and if I accomplished and if I was productive and kind of the typical definition of that, then the rest of the happiness would follow. Uh, and it was only after becoming a parent, did I realize that that wasn't necessarily what my story was going to be and that I had to make some changes. So I, yeah. And I think, you know, even if your listeners, even if your my story isn't your story in terms of changing your hours and starting a business, it still is a lesson to be learned about, okay, how can you reevaluate your life at every stage to make sure that what you're doing professionally and personally feels aligned? Because that's, that's ultimately, I think what we, what we want is to be happy and fulfilled and satisfied. And so there are so many pieces to that puzzle. And Amanda, you and I, I'm sure, you know, people like I do who they had a family first baby or they got married and they moved and they said, I'm done, I'm leaving. And they think that they, I know people that never went to work for many years. So as nurses, they may be re-entering the field now, or they really talk about how they had to put their career on hold. And you've talked about how you made everything work in your life. And so as you go through your nursing journey for all the listeners here on this podcast, always be thinking about all the possibilities. And there are many. And as Amanda is going to share with us today, interviews in disguise. Amanda, thank you for leading us into this topic. Tell us a little bit about what this means, interviews in disguise. Sure. So I came to this kind of realization or epiphany recently about interviews in disguise. And I have been working on a a new program, an interview preparation program for nurses. And, you know, I was thinking about how to tell nurses about the program, tell them when it's the right time for them to take it. And, you know, I realized that when we get interviews for a job, this turnaround happens pretty quickly, right? You get a phone call or an email and you're asked to interview the next day, maybe within a few days. And there's not a lot of time to prepare necessarily 
in that period of time. And it, and it got me thinking about kind of the timeline of preparing for interviews. And when I thought about all the different options, I realized that at least in my career, there have been so many conversations that I have had with people in my personal life, people who are professional contacts while, while I was a student, all these different conversations that while they weren't scheduled interviews on a calendar and they were not labeled as interviews, these conversations were essentially interviews in disguise because there were all these opportunities for me to make an impression on someone who ultimately was a decision maker in some way or had some sort of hand in a potential opportunity. So it got me to kind of reframing the idea of interviews and how we kind of always should be ready to be in a mode to be putting forth our best selves in conversation and be comfortable with talking about ourselves, be focused on making a good impression because we just never know who we're talking to and what that person is responsible for, what decisions they can make and how they can potentially help us sometime in the future. So that's what really got me thinking about how interview preparation, and I'm using air quotes here, interview preparation is so much beyond just preparing for the traditional interview and instead really being prepared to speak off the cuff and have conversations so that we can tell our story. People can know what we're about because like I said, we just never know when those conversations are going to lead to other opportunities for us. That is very true. And I can think of two opportunities where I was interviewing because of contacts and connections. And I honestly didn't realize how far along I was in the search process or how serious the individuals I was having conversations with, how serious they were about hiring me based on conversations we had. So it really does help you to land opportunities when For you sure. think about this could lead to something more, this conversation or those previous conversations. So always putting your best foot forward and having an open mind about the opportunities that are out there waiting for you as you walk down the hall or you go to a professional networking meeting or a conference. Opportunities are everywhere. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's part of building our network, right? I think you know the term network and networking can sometimes feel a little bit elusive. Like, what does it mean? How, how am I supposed to be networking? And, and really networking comes down to having conversations. And I think being prepared for these conversations and, and being open to them and being able to speak about yourself, being able to help someone out, just, you know, the whole nature of professional conversation is, is a form of networking and ultimately can really help you professionally, whether it's directly related to getting a job or just having someone in your corner who can recommend you and say, you know what, I know Natalie, she's really, she was a, a great student uh, on my, on my clinical rotation. And I'm going to recommend her for, for a role or for an opportunity. And speaking about students, Amanda, what advice do you have for nurses who are in their clinicals and they're interested in working on units where they're students? So being a student is such an amazing opportunity to lay some foundation to your job search. And 
you know, I like to recommend that you treat your clinical rotations as a, you could call it a working interview. You could call it an interview in disguise, however you want to frame it. But even if the unit that you are on as a student, even if you don't necessarily want to work there, there's still so many opportunities for you to make connections, have conversations with people who are ultimately decision makers. Um, So that means introducing yourself to the nurses where you're working, introducing yourself to the nurse managers, whoever's in charge, making sure you know, they know who you are. They know that you're enjoying your rotation, that you appreciate their facility and that you'll be looking for a job in whatever semester when you, when you graduate. So really being proactive about that, even if it's not your nature. And I'm speaking to the introverts here who would, and that's me actually, who would rather just kind of hide or be a fly on the wall, you know, push yourself out of your comfort zone to make sure that people know your face and know your name um, so that they can you know, potentially be involved in your, in your career trajectory down the line. Great tips. I also realized from my time working in the hospital and being in a leadership role, working closely with patient care directors, that those patient care directors have a really close working relationship with the recruiters in the talent acquisition department which is an office that's not in the hospital where recruiters who may or may not have backgrounds working with healthcare recruitment are looking out for your resume. So having that rapport and spending time meeting, getting to know the nurses in the leadership roles on the unit, whether it's a charge nurse, supervisor, and the director, they can, the director will be looking for your resume when you apply. If you made that face-to-face connection with that director, that is a huge advantage. Definitely. I definitely agree. So let me ask you this in terms of interview prep. And I always think that I'm interviewing the place where I want to work as much as they're interviewing me. So in the conversation, what do you recommend that the nurse who's looking for opportunities asks? Are there any specific questions? Yeah, definitely. So, so first of all, you want to kind of be aware of the questions that you may anticipate being asked and be prepared to answer those, of course. But yes, on the flip side, uh, hopefully your interview will be a bit conversational and you'll have the opportunity to ask questions in between. Uh, and some good questions to keep in mind would be things um, like, what does uh, success look like in this role? Uh, what are are there opportunities for uh, advancement or promotion? You can kind of get a gauge on the role that nurses serve moving forward. And what that also does when you ask that question, it kind of shows that you're interested in, you know, success and advancement and that it's more than quote, just a job for you. Uh, I usually recommend shying away from, at least in the first interview, questions that, make you um, appear that you have a certain motive or that your priority is less about the job and more about how it fits into your life. Now, this should be a priority of yours, but there's kind of a way to delicately ask these questions so that you're not going in asking, what's the salary? How many weekends do I have to work? How many holidays, right? So if you go in and those are the questions that you're asking right off the bat, that may 
not be uh, a good sign to the person interviewing you, right? So there's a way to kind of weave those questions in with a little bit more finesse or to uh, ask more broad questions like, you know, tell me what a typical schedule looks like for a nurse on your unit, that type of thing, so that you can still get your questions answered without being really direct and potentially, you know, off-putting to to the person who's interviewing you. These are all good things that you want to know, but with a good first conversation or a good first interview, you will have another opportunity to ask more specific questions. And it's likely that those directors or those leaders that you interact with on the unit are going to tell you about those specifics of the unit culture and the unit requirements. Also, some of those you can ask the nurse that you are working with, that you're paired with when you're a student on the unit. Yeah, definitely. And if you have a shadow opportunity, which generally comes with a new nurse hiring process, you'll get to spend time on day shift or evenings or into the night shift with a nurse paired one-on-one. When you're graduating or you've graduated, and you are seriously considering working on a specific unit. And in those times when you're one-on-one with a unit, with someone on the unit, one of the nurses, you can really ask those questions. And that's not the first thing that that nurse is going to tell the director when the director comes to the nurse and says, how did it go with Sarah? Or how did it go with Amanda when she shadowed with you? They're not going to come and ask right. those specific questions. They want to know how you were in terms of openness to um, the workload, and what other questions would would the director ask someone about a nurse's interaction on the unit? Amanda, yeah, think? I would say you know they're going to ask, uh, did did they seem interested? Did they did they ask a lot of questions about how things worked and the flow of your day? You know, they I think that's what they're going to be asking more so. And you know, I really back to kind of this, you're interviewing them type of mentality. I kind of like to view the first interview as that's when you're the one being interviewed. And that's when the employer is seeing, you know, if you're going to be a good fit for the role. And through a lot of observation of the questions they're asking you, you can get a feel about whether it's going to be a two-way street in terms of in terms of interest. And then, like you said, in the shadow opportunity, that's really going to be more of your opportunity to get a feel of the workplace culture, to ask a peer, those types of questions. Um, and then, you know, that, that kind of second phase is what I view as you deciding, okay, is this a good place for me where, where I want to work? Um, and then, yeah, after that, the, who, you know, whoever's in charge of the hiring process will likely chat with whoever you were paired with one-on-one and try to figure out what types of questions did you ask? Did you seem interested in the role? Did you give any uh, indications that you thought it would be a good fit for you. So don't be afraid. If it is a good fit, if you feel it is, don't be afraid to say explicitly, wow, I feel like I would fit in great here. <laughs> you know, like using using that language explicitly so that um, you don't leave anyone wondering. Because if for whatever reason you set off a vibe that you didn't think it was a good fit, but you actually thought it was, then they may be hesitant about even extending an offer if they have already determined for some reason that they think that you're going to decline it. I feel like in the beginning, and you clarified this, when you're having those initial conversations, whether it's 
just by accident when you're at the nurse's station and the unit manager's there or one of the leaders on the unit, or if it's intentional, in the beginning, those first conversations, you really are in your information gathering phase, you're curious, and you want them to know you're curious, which is really what you have portrayed here in, in your recommendations, Amanda. And then as you continue to build rapport, if you're a student, you're gonna be there every week probably for several weeks. So you can write down your thoughts and your observations and bring those back with you to your next time you're on the unit and have many opportunities to ask those more specific questions. Mm -hmm. So we talked about conversations being interviews in disguise. Then I diverted a little bit to more formal question and answer, but that may be through those weekly interactions in clinical on the unit. That may be with someone on the unit that introduces themselves who's from another department or another unit that happens to be there floating as a nurse or rounding. And, um, or it may be more formal, as you've said, I'm interested, or you know there's a physician that is open on that unit and you're actually getting ready to go through an application process. Any other thoughts or comments, Amanda? No, I would just kind of agree and, and underscore what you've said that, you know, we really, especially for students, there's, there are a lot of different opportunities to have these conversations, to express your interest, and to also ask the questions about, about things that you would want to know, to know if it's, if it's a good fit. So the more you can be comfortable with having these conversations, asking questions, speaking off the cuff, um, the more you can even just practice that throughout your rotations will really serve you well um, so that when you're in a more formal conversation or interview situation, you don't feel so rattled or caught off guard when you're asked a question that you didn't expect. And, and this part of speaking is really a skill that needs to be, needs to be practiced. Um, it's not something that you're necessarily born with or not born with. It's definitely a skill that you can get better on. So don't feel discouraged if you're not the type of person who usually feels comfortable in these types of conversations. The more you do it, the better you'll get. I have three final points that I just want to share as I digest all that you have brought to this conversation and shared with us from your expertise, Amanda. First of all, again, recently speaking with a nursing student, I learned all nurses who go on the units or when you're in a setting where you're meeting other people that might have opportunities or work in an area that interests you, always introduce yourself. Don't wait for someone else to introduce themselves to you. Because I think about people I've met out and about in different activities that I've done outside the hospital in particular. People who introduce themselves, I remember them. And I can tell you who a couple of people are who always make those introductions right off the bat. So introduce yourself. Don't wait for someone to introduce themselves first. Uh, I said, stay curious, you know, ask a lot of questions get information. And in terms of the language, the communication, it takes practice, you said, so true. And when I've thought about the importance of supporting nurses and helping people to explore their options and be confident as they go on their nursing journey, having the language fluency, it does take practice, just like learning a foreign language. The language in the hospital, it's a unique language. It's a culture and a language. And it doesn't come the minute you walk in the hospital door. It does take practice. So practice your language fluency. And, and I said, take notes on questions you want to ask. But ask a lot of questions when you're on the unit. 
because you'll hear about safety, harm scores, prevention, patient experience. Ask a lot of questions because that's all part of getting fluent as you're immersed into the healthcare culture, hospital culture. Definitely. Definitely. And, you know, the other thing about asking questions, you know, you reminded me of this kind of method of being more comfortable talking to people. And this goes across professional and personal social situations. Asking questions is the easiest way to talk to people, right? If you're meeting someone for the first time and, you know, you're worried about making small talk or you're not sure what to say, people love talking about themselves. This is a a secret that (laughs) once you realize it, it it unlocks so much power. Um, So if you're in any sort of situation where you want to be talking, but you're not really sure what to say, just keep asking questions about them. Oh, how long have you worked here? Did you always work on this floor? Where did you go to nursing school? You know, just get them talking about themselves and you'll find that it becomes comfortable and they'll probably have a good memory of you because like I said, people love to talk about themselves. That's a really great point. Amanda, thank you so much. As we conclude, could you just share your website for listeners? Sure. My website is theresumerx.com. And you can also find me on Instagram, on social media at theresumerx. Um, I also have a podcast, which we mentioned at the top of the episode, and that's called Nurse Becoming. And you can just search for that in your favorite podcast app. You should see my face and you can hit subscribe. Thank you. I will include your contact information as well as the website, Instagram, your podcast, all these links in the show notes. Anything else you'd like to share in terms of how to connect with you? Nope. Those are all the best ways. Shoot me an email or a direct message on Instagram, and I'll be happy to chat. And I just want to say that as I've worked with nurses individually in my work as the CareerWise Nurse podcast host and in coaching nurses directly, I have linked on your sites as I did searches to find information that has been helpful to nurses. So I know you have a strong presence out there when nurses are looking for information. For example, you had a post about gaps in work and how to document that in a very positive way on resumes. And then you also had information for nurses about benefits, including um, the long-term benefits, retirement savings, et cetera, that come with being a new hire. So I know your website is full of resources for nurses, whether they're students considering nursing in school as in a nursing program now, or already working as a nurse. So I really appreciate your resources and I encourage everyone to go to the Resume Rx website to find answers to the questions they may have. Thank you, Natalie. I'm glad glad it's getting into the right hands. (laughs) Yes, thank you very much. Please stay tuned for more episodes of the CareerWise Nurse podcast. And I am going to conclude today's episode with Amanda. Thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe and tell your friends and colleagues about this podcast. Connect today with the CareerWise Nurse podcast community. Do this by emailing belong at careerwisenurse.com. That's B-E-L-O-N-G at careerwisenurse.com. Join the CareerWise Nurse Facebook group. A link is provided at the bottom of the page. 
leave a review for this podcast. Scroll past the episodes where you will see write a review. I read every review because I want to know what you think, what you want to know, who you want to meet to help you live your best nursing life. Tap on the stars to rate this podcast. Thank you. Talk to you soon.